We'd like to welcome you back to part four of our current event and weekly Bible study for April 8th, 2018. The next report is entitled, Will Civil War Break Out in California? Middle and upper class people are fleeing California in droves. I mean, could you blame them? <laughs> I can't. They are weary of high taxes and liberal policies befitting a communist country. What is California turning into? This interview with Paul Preston talks about the absolute state of rebellion that the Democrats have brought into the state of California. Will Trump be forced to declare martial law in order to restore order? The plot, and remember, I was just talking about martial law. The plot to internally overthrow the republic stems from CalExit. According to Paul Preston, as well as my own research, we have collectively discovered reports that were circulating that numerous state legislators from California, including the then California state pro tem, Kevin DeLeon, state representatives from Florida, Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, Nevada, Utah, and Colorado have been meeting. Now, these are all legislators. These are all representatives, state legislator, representatives of America from Florida, Texas, California, New Mexico, Arizona, Nevada, and Utah, and Colorado, that they have been meeting with members of La Raza, the Mexican government, the Mexican mafia, which is an open, bloodthirsty Mexican gang, okay? California's violent Mexican gangs, Norentos, uh, Sur 13, La Familia, and religious leaders, Catholic and Jesuits, to come up with a plan, because they're all on the same team, it's called Team Satan, to come up with a plan to separate from the United States as well as the above-mentioned states. So that way they can act, have their own little, uh, little satanic enclave uh, where they could do things their way. I can't even imagine what, it, what a third world maggot infested hellhole that would turn into. I, I can't even imagine. <clears throat> Governor Brown and his aides and the Bank of China have been in attendance in several of these meetings designed to sever California from the U.S. Further, the Common Sense Show has reported that George Soros is bankrolling some of the costs associated with the movement, because you know he'd have his hoofprints all over this. In addition to Soros, the United Nations and the Chinese government have had representatives at CalExit meetings as well. What were we just talking about? The U.N. The Chinese. All of their fifth column embedded troops here. They had representatives at the CalExit meetings as well, as well as the Mexican consulate. Further, the Russians are involved in the plot as well. CalExit has its headquarters in Russia. The bulk of American retail and agriculture comes from California. If the state were to ever exit the country, the economic impact would prove catastrophic. It's a big reason they want California. They want that they, they want to be able to shut down the agriculture, particularly from California. You talk about skyrocketing produce prices or, you know, nuts, seeds, produce, whatever they're producing. The bulk of American retail and agriculture comes from California. If the state were to ever exit the country, the economic impact would prove catastrophic in managing the nation in this uh in this huge crisis would prove impossible. This would force the emergence of collectives, a state or combination of states arising to protect local and regional interests. Paul Preston's embedded sources have been clear about the intentions of the CalExit movement. If they cannot exit the country through a contrived and unconstitutional process, they will create such division and violence that the United Nations will complete the process through the importation of UN peacekeeper troops on American soil to complete the breakup. Remember, the UN has determined that they themselves, uh, Dave Hodges was just discovering this, that they can come into a, an area, or a, 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 a governmental system or whatever, and impose their will there if they deem it an unstable situation because Satan says so, you know. Going further, um, under CalExit, California would become a protectorate under the control of the United Nations. CalExit organization organizers have been quite clear if they cannot exit the u.s they will cause so much trouble that the u.n will enter the country to restore order under the kigali principles which is what he just talked about this is exactly why we are seeing border unrest and president trump's reaction to this would-be crisis by placing the u.s military on the border which you know i agree with 
in that regard. Because if we can't have a wall right now, we sure can't let more of these devils come in. And I'm not saying they're all devils, but I mean, you know, they are coming here illegally. And I understand a lot of them are desperate. I get that. I understand that. So I'm not calling them devils. But I mean, the, there's so much more behind this. All that is is, is, the, is the face of the movement. They want to say, oh, they're just little babies and little kids and mothers that are, are fleeing what? The reality is that they could care less about that. The evil people that are beckoning them in, what they really want are more the bad gang members. What they really want are more the terrorists to come in here. And that's what this is really about. Let me be crystal clear. President Trump did not threaten to end NAFTA, NAFTA and DACA over the mere presence of 1,500 illegal aliens which were previously coming our way. This invasion is designed to turn violent by the forces which are following the caravan to madness. The Calexit... Uh, George Soros movement is dead as evidenced by the emergence and popularity of the new California movement, which uh, Paul Preston is going to be talking about here. Yeah, Paul Preston will be talking about here. Um, which is legal and supported by the vast majority of California residents as evidenced by the 38 counties out of 58 who have joined the movement. Now that's very, very um, promising. But it's like one of those things, you know, Satan would fight this beyond tooth and nail to make sure it didn't happen, meaning the new California movement, which would actually be righteous and, and good. Therefore, Soros and his cronies must resort to violence to achieve the goal of breaking up California, ultimately the United States, and this contrived violence will give the UN preemptive excuse to enter the U.S. to protect its citizens from supposed violence, even though they're nothing but devils from the pits of hell. Another time. Well, our next guest, and I want to get right down to it, because the, this topic is critical. I believe California is going to be a focal point of civil unrest that could spread into civil war. And I don't mean civil war just in California. I mean it starts there and spreads very, very quickly. And we're going to lay all this out for you in this hour. We've got Paul Preston of Agenda 21 Radio. Paul, welcome to the show. And I think time is really short, so I want to get as much in as we can where would you like to start, my friend? Well, you know, first of all, thank for, thank you for having me on. It's really always a great honor to be with you, Dave, and, and your audience. And your audience has been very, very supportive of Agenda 21 Radio and, of course, New California State Movement that we're involved with right now. Uh, it, yeah, it, it um, according to what our sources have been telling us, and, you know, you and I have been saying really for the last probably since 2012, 2013, uh, the same thing using different sources coming from different directions, and then ultimately years later we meet, we're saying the same thing. Um, but, you know, there is a problem in the country, and the problem has been with the illegal alien flood, if you will, illegal, illegal nationals that have flooded in uh, primarily under the Obama administration. It started, of course, during the Clinton administration to really ramp up and then really got underway with the Bush administration and now with the Clinton, uh, the, the um, Obama administration has just become a, a tidal wave uh, here in the United States, and certainly it's a demographic shift in the United States that a lot of people didn't quite realize, and it sort of snuck on, up on them. It was designed to do that. And California is uh, really the first place in which uh, we're probably going to see, potentially, unless people act, a real civil unrest, and that's a real concern of ours. We have been concerned for a long time about the influx, high influx of reports that we've gotten about MS-13 coming across the border. And this has been going on for years, as you know, Dave, from your very, your very own resources. And, and our resources have basically been uh, word for word. They don't even know each other, but they're word for word telling us the same thing over the years. And uh, so now it's coming to, I believe, um, a real position in which there's going to have to be something that's going to happen. It's going to press up against the Constitution, and ultimately the president's going to have to make a decision about California. And that decision is going to have to be, do, does he come in and uh, set up a new government and push Jerry Brown out and arrest people uh, for high treason, in my opinion? Well, we discussed this a year and a half ago, right. where we talked about the fact that many dissident groups, including foreign powers as well as people like George Soros, were having their closed-door meetings, and terrorist groups who were attending these meetings said they will kill as many white people as they need to until right. the country lets us go. Do you recall that conversation we had in October 
of 2016. But you, you can kind of see about like what I reported on last week with the South African thing. That whole hatred of white people is being exported in and being promoted here just as much. It's just that we're not near as far along in the agenda here as they are in South Africa, where they already had a black-dominated population in that particular case that were taught to just hate white people um, at all costs. They're the source of all evil and wickedness. Well, the... the, the um, the illegal aliens and, and the Mexicans and the people from Central America are getting the same brainwashing. And then you've got then white people being demonized on all these other different levels as well. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's similar. I think it was um, actually the conversation took place in 20, December uh, 2016, and we became aware of it in January of 2017. And uh, what that story is, and this is um, ver completely verifiable, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we, I was making a presentation at our Tea Party meeting, and about midway through my presentation, two men walk in, and uh, they identified themselves, and they came in, and they basically said they had to come somewhere to tell their story. And the story was is that one of them had been to a meeting down in Sacramento, and that meeting included representatives of the Obama administration, because remember, it was still the Obama administration, and many people in Cal from California gangs and so on, uh, and members of the Mex Mexican consulate were there, and that was um, very disturbing. And they said that that you know they said that the probability of being able to legally split away from California is unconstitutional, and they were challenging people to take up arms against Californians and quote kill the Caucasians, the oh, Europeans, the white people yeah. out of California. That was a quote that was made at our Tea Party in front of over 80 But people. see, that's fine. That's absolutely politically correct and fine to say that. If you said it against any other race, though, uh, Mexicans or blacks or whatever other race, you're going to have the full force of the, the lamestream prostitute media coming down on you and demonizing you and exposing you. And the thing is, is they would be right to come down on you for you know calling for the extermination of another race but it's fine when it's the white race it's it's perfectly wonderfully fine and if you doubt that just listen to my teaching i did last week on south africa and their agenda to, to and absolutely annihilate the whole white race now i'm not saying that 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 doesn't ultimately exist for other races as well but in particular the new world order has really zeroed in on the white race uh, evidenced by so many of the programs that they're currently running in Europe, in America, and in Canada, and in South Africa. Well, by a man that I further vetted and spent hours and watched videotape, and he's absolutely correct. This is what these people were telling um, the, the people in California, Northern California. Do you had um, La Familia Nuestra there, which is the head, basically, of, of all the Mexican gangs in California. Um, there's been a lot of uh, play there, of course. This, so the MS-13 gangs, which have been flooding across, have been replacing many of the Sereno and Norteño gangs as the gangs of choice now in California. These are vicious animals, um, and it's sad because, as you know, Dave, they started them out early in these Honduran and Salvadoran uh, death camps, if you will, training these young kids to kill uh, politicians primarily. And uh, we haven't seen really no let up in the flood of MS-13 coming across the border. And I got uh, my intelligence uh, three months ago from somebody in San Diego who said that it's just continuing to go. And then uh, and down in one of the counties, I'm not going to mention which one, uh, just a month ago, more information uh, saying the same thing. So at some point in time, these people are all going to take up arms and use it against the people of California. And that's one of the reasons why we're rushing with New California to set up a new, a new state within most of California so that we could perhaps uh, thwart this attempt by the globalists. And clearly it's the globalists. The Chinese have big hands here um, that are trying to push this across. And, of course, the government of Mexico is deeply involved. Let's, let's back up. And let me tell you where I became concerned. And then th This is before you and I were talking on a regular basis, which we do now. But we didn't back in 2014. We knew each other, but we weren't talking right. regularly. I came across information in an Oklahoma newspaper that Congressman Breitenstein tried to gain access to a DHS-slash-UN facility in Oklahoma at Fort Sill because he wanted to check to see if MS-13 was coming there. And they told him to come back and make an appointment. 
And then I got a letter at the same time from a Texas Ranger, and I've never revealed who that is, but I've learned who it is. And he told me they were expecting ISIS and MS-13 attacks throughout Texas at a future date. It led me to write an article, The Tet Offensive of All Terrorism is Coming. And then I came across two Border Patrol agents who were willing to talk to me back in the same time frame. Uh, I met them in July of 2014 at a coincidental meeting in Yuma, Arizona. And I still talk to these gentlemen today. And they were involved in catch and release in the Arizona sector, which is right near California, in the Yuma sector, of MS-13. And when they numbered 8 to 12, they released them into the night. So, Paul, you're right on the money with what you're saying here about these dissidents coming in. And now we're looking at sanctuary cities being posed as uh, anti-federal. We're going to warn illegals when ICE is coming. We're not going to cooperate. Things are coming to a head. Where do you see this going? Are we really close to a showdown? Yeah, every day it gets closer and closer, and as uh, more defiance is expressed by the California government, uh, the current sitting governor, uh, the monoparty system, and all the regulators, and certainly the, the legislature that are deeply involved with this. And by the way, there's uh, uh, there's not many Republicans in the California legislature, but I'm not going to give them cover. There's a bunch of these Republicans that are, are actually actively enabling this, so that is a problem, you know. There's a lot of Republicans that aren't real nice to the conservatives here, and there's just a few. I, I really think you can count on, in the assembly side, maybe three or four really good conservatives, top-notch people, and maybe one or two on the Senate side. Um, but, it, again, we're a monoparty system. Almost all these, all these other politicians that call themselves Republicans have ended up you know, looking like Mitch McConnell or Paul Ryan. So that's the kind of monoparty system. We just saw the monoparty system play out on Friday. Um, but we've been seeing this thing all the way through. But the numbers are, are starting to really pile up in terms of those that are coming across the border. Uh, there's more and more danger in these sanctuary cities. And, of course, these sanctuary cities, as I look at them, and, of course, the whole sanctuary state is to do nothing but to protect the criminal elements that's here. Um, and, you know, they're making it every more, ever more difficult now on the um, average Californian, no matter what happens. The, the current legislature, which runs 11 months a year, which is a big mistake, isn't it? Um, the new California legislature will be once every two years, just like the original Constitution called for, none of this 24-7, 365 legislature. So I'll give you an example how this worked. There was an article in the LA Times about the Jefferson movement, and in the picture that was there, there's a number of gross symbolisms that were used by the LA Times. Now, the Jefferson movement is another movement to create their own uh, breakaway state in California, but that's not what Paul Preston's associated with. He's associated with the New California movement, and that one seems to be much more organized and having a much higher chance of succeeding. Uh, they've already got, like I said, the majority of the counties in California already signed on to the New California movement. The Jefferson, I hope what the Jefferson movement does is join up, just say, okay, we're going to, we're going to, we, we, we know who's, who's, who's got the, the better uh, horse in this race. We're going to join up with you guys. And then that way they can really become more powerful. I, I, I don't, it's. It'd be horrible to have two good movements fighting against one another to defeat an evil thing. Okay, so I hope that the Jefferson movement yokes up with... He doesn't say a lot about that, but I, that's what I would hope that would happen. Which I found very offensive, not just... I'm not, uh, I'm not a Jefferson person, but I found it very offensive to the Jefferson people. I found it outrageous. But there was a girl there, she was holding up at a raff, at a fundraiser, a, a, a shotgun and a bottle of whiskey... And both were being raffled off. Well, as soon as that article came out the following Tuesday, the California legislature introduced a bill that forbids nonprofits in California from gun raffles. I'm sure it's going to be signed on Monday by Jerry Brown. <laughs> That's a dictator. I'm, 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 I'm speechless here. Let, let me ask you this question so people can kind of wrap their mind around it. We've got these dissidents, and Eric Holder is part of this movement now. Loretta Lynch is part of CalExit um, with these dissidents. Um, what percentage of the California citizenry do you think actually supports this radical running California into the ground? Uh, probably zero. I, I really don't believe any of them. There's, there are people that are being fooled right now. Oh, come on. There, there can't be zero. 
I mean, you've got the illegal aliens that would support it. You've got the liberal Hollywood people that would. There, I mean, there's a lot of wicked people that would support this. Of course, most of your liberals are being fooled. Um, there's people that are still in denial. Doesn't about mean they won't support on, it. But um, that denial is starting to quickly go away, especially when I think Jeff Sessions showed up. Uh, he made uh, his his pronouncements, and then uh, of course the, the president showed up, and um, that was a double whammy for a lot of people. I think there's a lot of people rethinking their position. But you'll have the typical uh, leftover, you know, left hangover leftover um, on this issue until something really starts to happen, and then they're going to go, oh, why, you know, why is my house being burned down, and why am I being shot out of my house, and why are these thugs coming around and rounding people up because of their skin color? Um, they'll, they'll start to waken up then. But I think the vast majority, I, I really, I, I can tell you about our own uh, New California folks, and we get hundreds of phone calls sometimes a day. Um, we, have, we don't get one that re- remotely, I, I take that back. Um, on Saturday I got an email that, doesn't, uh, that says they don't want to split the state up. And then um, just this morning I got another one that was kind of along the same, I was kind of, you know, couldn't really make it out. So the numbers of people that are that are that are not wanting this to happen are over the top, and they're the real Californians. These are the ones that these the rebels, if you will, want to uh, take and, and tear out of California. Right. Um, and they'll, they're the ones that the, they were talking about in that that December November meeting about killing the Caucasians, the European white Europeans out of California. They don't belong here. I don't know about the racism part of that, but I think that's pretty racist. (laughs) Well, the MS-13, this is one thing that I learned from Kathy Rubio, uh, family eyewitness. Kathy Rubio is a talk show host out of Minnesota, and she told me she has family in El Salvador, and they have cause to do business with some of these encampments. Uh, And I don't want to be more specific than that, but they're not involved in the criminality. But... uh, they have seen U.S. troops at these base training camps where MS-13 is trained. Paul, do you have a reaction to that? Um, I've heard the same thing, uh, not from this source, but I've heard the same thing actually for the last several years. Um, my understanding in talking to people, um, not there's some nonprofit organizations that work along the border with the Border uh, Patrol and also the Texas Rangers that I've been able to work with since 2009, actually, and I have to be very careful about what I say, but um, they first started reporting to me about the presence of American soldiers um, in Mexico training um, cartel members. And then later on, this story that you just told, that was about two or three years ago. So are they still leftover Obamaites? um, Just like the, the nefarious elements of the deep state through the nefarious elements of our military trained and formed ISIS. It's the same thing. Whenever they have an agenda they're wanting to push and they want to blame it on another group, like, oh, blame it on ISIS, blame it on the MS-13 or whatever, well, then they will actually train them and arm them and equip them and make sure that they have, are, are well-funded and make sure they have access to whatever they need to have access to. Military, I don't know. Uh, had some military, been able to clean that out. As you know, there was a lot of people that was recruited um, by various from various countries into our military in the last eight years. That's why it's very uh, tenuous about our military in a lot of ways right now. Do you, um, I'm trying to think how to formulate this question, because uh, do you think that uh, these military, are they off the books? Do you, do you have any knowledge of this? Or are they uh, rogue military units? Are they special, do you have any idea what they are? I heard there were special operators, and I haven't heard anything about being rogue off the books or whatever. Um, it's very similar to what we were discovering uh, during Benghazi and the training that was going on with ISIS by the Obama administration. That's what the I just terror said. financing that Obama yep. and Hillary Clinton were, were engaged in. And it was very similar to uh, what was going on there in North Jordan, the training of ISIS and the empowering of ISIS and so on. So I believe that this is more of an extension of that with terror financing that has been funded by, and of course, all the, all the usual characters were involved with this terror financing, Eric Holder, Jim Colmey, uh, he was at the U.S., uh, um, Hong Kong HSBC as a board member when all this money started coming through and it was being hidden, and of course, the whistleblower on that whole thing was Scott Bennett, and Scott Bennett's blown that thing wide open 
Um, that's why they put him in jail for two years, not to bring this information out. So terror financing down in Central and South America um, has been very, very rich, and certainly in Venezuela um, and in other parts of Central America, because as you know, there's been a, a great influx of Iranians in particular into um, northern uh, South America, such as Venezuela. Interesting answer. Um, let me tell you what an FBI source has told me. Iranian terrorists that hate our guts, that they're training to come and kill Americans, the great Satan. And this source is never proven wrong. I mean, some things are kind of still out there, but what they've told me is... I mean, that's how the Muslims refer to America as the great Satan and Israel as the little Satan. And been factual. This person told me that they doubt very seriously that they're actually military personnel from the United States now. They think they're military contractors dressed up like military personnel. Well, um, my reports are they're still there, whoever there they are. <laughs> um, and you may very well be correct. And I, I would think that um, if they're if they've got to be some contractors from other areas, they might not be American, they may be Chinese or whatever. Uh, a lot of Chinese in the areas, from what we've been told. A lot of Chinese in California, too, aren't they? There's a lot of Chinese in California. I don't see how though, a Chinese person is going to put on an American military u uniform and, and train and pass themselves off as American military, but, okay, maybe, I don't know. Chinese are taking over Orange County, uh, buying houses, um, uh, full price, bidding wars on houses, everything's paid for by cash, one or two a day escrows, that sort of thing. It's all happening all over Orange County right now. Yep. And what do you think? So they're settling in. They've been told, you're here for the long haul. They're, they've been told, you're going to be able to rape, kill, and plunder when you're given the green light, all you embedded troops. You know, you were brought over here for this purpose. Yes, it's going to be a risk going house to house and, you know, gathering the people up for the, um, you know, to put them on the, uh, the trains going to the concentration camps or flat out going in there and just exterminating people. Yes, that's a risky job, but you're going to be rewarded where you're going to be given this land. You're going to be given these houses. You're going to be able to live the good life once the um, law-abiding Americans that are pro-Second Amendment, you know, pro-Constitution, pro-Bill of Rights, pro-Christian, pro-life, pro-righteousness, once they're all eliminated, you're going to be given your satanic goodie basket. You're going to be able to live the good life. And when you go into these houses and these places, you get to take the plunder and the booty. So there's another motivation for these devils. It. Well, the Chinese, you got to remember that the Chinese were really smart, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, and they, they, um, they, they had the anchor baby thing going on. They would fly their, their, the females over in the ninth month of, of pregnancy and get in a nice little place, nice little hotels and, you know, uh, condominiums and so forth that were set up specifically for them to be birthing centers. And, of course, the children were born and um, children gets a birth certificate, they pop back on the plane, and they're back to China. Now we've got that, that ricochet coming back where you've got these kids that are now starting to get into adulthood, and they're buying homes. Um, that's They're claiming their U.S. citizenship, but they've clearly got ties to China. And so they, well, let, let me take a side turn here, too. Solar energy farms in mm -hmm. California, I know you have a number of them. How much yeah. awareness is there among the people who you're talking to that these are actually the Chinese military and that their solar energy farms are owned by the Chinese military front companies? Yeah, isn't that weird? I just went to that one the other day and I just, you know, started to hike back there, even though it's posted, even though it's blocked, but yet you can drive, but yet there's no trespassing, no, there's no signs posted that say you can't go back there. And there's one of our local cops guarding this this road that, Literally, if you drive on this road, there's no outlet. It literally goes right up to the back of the solar field. There's no outlet. It's not like it's a throughway. There's no reason to be guarding that road. But yet they are. And it's right in close proximity to a Walmart. And there's all these weird underground, uh, these big sewage things that come up out of the ground on this, on this hiking trail that 
they must have spent millions and millions in infrastructure to do this in the middle of like an area that's not even developed. It's behind this Walmart and between the solar field. I wonder if there's an underground base there. Because isn't that a common theme that we see? That a lot of these Walmarts, when everything goes hot, they're going to be turned into you know, their own concentration camps. And a lot of people are going to go into the Walmart and they're not going to come out. Because they've already got the underground rail systems already co-linked and intermingled with that. So not only could that be a place where you disappear to and never seen again, but it's also a place where they could bring up troops from under the ground and all of a sudden now you've got your fifth column already with all these underground rail systems that they have. It would be the ideal way to, to transport troops. You wouldn't even know they're coming. They would just appear out of nowhere. I, I'm sorry to be Johnny Raincloud, but I mean, this is I've been talking about this for like over a decade at this point. And it just really seems we're right on the cusp of this. If we're not, it's it's just more evidence of God's unbelievable mercy and grace. I'm not saying if it happens, God's not merciful and gracious. I'm not saying that, but he's been that way. This is what they've planned for. And I don't see Trump doing anything to counter this at this point. No matter what he's doing at the border, <laughs> that doesn't make up for what we're talking about right now. I, I, I hope that he does act. I hope that I'm wrong. I hope that by my words and other people's words and people contacting and praying about this issue, you know, he will do the right thing. That's why I'm doing this, so that maybe there's enough public awareness that people are actually, you know, emailing him and praying about these issues so that he does do the right thing. He doesn't go in the satanic direction he's currently heading in that I can see. But I'm not going to let up until I see him change. There is not enough people who understand that, and of course not all, all the people get out to the desert, but a good flight over the desert would tell you one thing, what's going on. You could see it clearly uh, if you fly from, say, Los Angeles or Orange County and, or Ontario or even San Diego to Las Vegas and watch look just look down on the ground. It's not desert anymore. It's just black uh, solar panels and for hundreds of square miles. And the problem with these solar panels is none of them work. The efficiency they get I just, off. I don't even understand the point of that. It's almost like just wasting money. I don't know if, if it's some way that they're laundering money or, or, you know, they don't even work. I mean, they're inefficient. I don't get it. You know, to just to control the land, to have an excuse to have their, their workforce there of Chinese laborers that are going to put the UN peacekeeping hats on. Yeah, I mean, I get that kind of, but man, the billions of dollars they're investing in these horribly inefficient solar fields it just seems insane these solar panels is like down to three percent because you know the the wind does blow in the desert and it does kick up dust and that dust creates a film on those panels and if you don't wash them every day their efficiency goes down plus the transmission um reach from the middle of the desert out to any power grid uh, there's so much energy that's lost there. It, it means that these things are generating very little energy at all. So see, if, if it's evil, if it's wicked, if it's inefficient, you know, the, the New World Order is going to just love it and embrace it and, 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 you know, put all their money into that. It's just, it shows you their insanity. You know what I first thought when I heard this, and I don't have anything to hang my hat on with this? But I thought it was signs of an EMP, and this would be the um, the way that you'd have maintenance of the civilization, but under UN or Chinese control. Mm-hmm. With a power grid, you mean like this? Exactly. That's that was my first thought. Maybe. I do know. I mean, are they, if they the whole solar field would have to be hardened, meaning it have to be EMP proof, which is really expensive. But you know, I don't know. That with the Bundy Ranch situation, this is something that never got enough play. And I hit this really hard, and people, oh, well, that's nice, Dave. Stick to the Bundys. But uh, they were extracting uranium off there, and this is all part of the uh, Hillary Clinton Uranium One fiasco. But in addition, uh, Harry Reid's son was paid a, I think he was paid $5 million, if I remember correctly, to bring in Sinta, a Chinese front group for their military to put solar energy farm on the Bundy land without permission. Did you were yeah, you aware of that at all? Yeah, it was. That was um, that was kind of their grand plan. 
and and Rory Reed, who you're talking about, um, is a major player. Rory Reed is um, just like the son of um, the stepson of John Kerry, the Heinz kid, who's a lobbyist. Uh, he's also connected to the Ukrainian government, and so is uh, Joe Biden's son, Bo Biden. And this is something that's just surfaced now in uh, the new book that came out about empires. Uh, Peter Schwartz, I think his name is Peter Schwartz, um, superb book so far from what I've been able to read. I haven't read the whole thing, but it ties in quite nicely with what we discovered in 2013, that um, when John Brennan went in and overthrew the Ukrainian government, which was leaning left towards Putin, um, they came in, and it was that was uh, John Brennan's really first big task as CIA director to overthrow that Ukrainian government. He brought in who? The Nazis. He brought in the leftover Nazis, because the Nazis are still alive and well in, in Ukraine. It, it, so now that government is a Nazi-leaning government, and that doesn't make Putin very happy, but it makes Joe Biden's son very, very happy, Bo, uh, because he's the chief lobbyist and got about 6 or $7 million or something like that. Um, just for signing up, I guess the number that he's accumulated is about a billion dollars out of the Ukraine. And so has um, uh, Heinz, the, the stepson of uh, John Kerry. Both of them have gotten about a billion dollars out of the Ukraine. Now, they went on and they made a, a deal later on with the Chinese. And when they made the deal with the Chinese um, that they've got with their trade agreements and things like that, uh, they got a billion dollars each as well for that. So, you know, that's that's the way it plays out now. The interesting thing is these are the guys that you – so you had Rory Reed making the deal for China and America. You have Jerry Brown making the deal for China and others um, in California and a power uh, uh, consortium, a regional organization that he set up between the Castros, the Mexican government, and Canada and Oregon and Washington. And then um, you've got uh, – there's one other person. Out there. I think I mentioned Jerry Brown. So you've got all these guys running around. And they're making like, and of course it was Hillary Clinton. She's been knocked off because she was a Secretary of State and she got busted by other people like um, Scott Bennett because she was helping to terror finance as well as um, Barack Obama. But all these guys are billionaires now because of the agreements that they've made with all these foreign governments and their families. They do it through their families. That's the game. That's what we're playing with here. Trump could have a field day with sedition and treason here. I mean, uh, rumors <laughs> yes. of Gitmo being opened. I mean, it's, it's pretty remarkable. But let's let's cycle back to California for a moment here. Uh, I want to ask you a question, but I want to preface it by saying this: my take on CalExit, and then I want to bring in the new California part of this too. But my take on CalExit is they they want to withdraw. I know they put I, I put pictures of their embassy that they put up in uh, Moscow, and it wasn't much of a put-up. It was a banner and a table, uh, and they did a photo op with it in Moscow. But they want to withdraw from the Union, and they want to become a protectorate of the United Nations. That's my understanding of what their goal is. Does that match with what you know? Yes, that's exactly They want to become a protectorate of the United Nations. And don't be fooled um, by the so-called... Um, Moscow connection, that is really, these guys are all connected to, um, I want to say, uh, Kazakhstan, uh, the, the Muslim side of things. <laughs> That's what these guys are connected to. No, so no, it, no. It, no, no, let's, let, no, don't skip over that. This is really important. Tell <laughs> us how this factors in. Well, you know, you've got um, Jerry Brown and his cohorts and everybody else, all the guys that I just described that are all linked to the Muslim Brotherhood in some way or another. And they follow every all the all the different ideologies of the Muslim Brotherhood. So these guys. Are so the, I mean, if you're wicked, if you're evil, if you're La Raza, if you're, you know, MS-13, you're Mexican Mafia, you're, you're Muslims, you're Jerry Brown, you're these liberal devils. I mean, they're all on the same team. They 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 can identify that they are on Team Satan. And it doesn't matter what their ideology is. As long as you're on Team Satan, we're, we're brothers in arms. At least until we kill all the righteous people on the planet. And then, and then we'll probably go after one another in order to, you know, fight it out for control. But for right now, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So that's, that's how they're looking at it. Same way. They're no different. Um, you've got George Soros, who has helped, of course, there's a Nazi right there, 
George Soros, who's helping to fund CalExit, which they don't want to talk about. Uh, and you got the Ryoshi Sasakar Peace Foundation. That's another group. Um, they don't want to talk about those things, but, you know, it's there. So it is the, the connection between the Muslim Brotherhood and these um, other folks out there is very, very strong. Let's, uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, we're both very familiar with Trevor Loudon's work, Enemies Within, in which he alleges, along with Congressman Alan West and former Congresswoman Cynthia McKinney, and I think Robert David Steele, former CIA clandestine officer, been a guest on the show, all say the same thing. As many as 80 Democratic uh, congressmen and senators are in front groups for the Muslim Brotherhood and the American Communist Party. There's a link there, isn't there? 100%. Yeah, I've had Trevor on my show several times, too, and, and it's, there's no doubt in his book, Enemies Within, I read all the time, or I, I quote from it, because it's absolutely spot on, especially with the, the criminal cabal you got going. It, it makes a lot of sense. When, see, when, when you take a look at what happened on Friday, it makes, a lot of, it makes perfect sense to me what happened. I mean, I didn't like it. I was really upset and everything. Then I started to have to settle down and go, let me take a deep breath here, and then started sorting through it. And said, all the usual suspects are there. You know, so there were the, the globalists had their day on Friday, but they they had they were putting pressure on Trump. You know, he, Trump has had a string of wins against them, and uh, they put a lot of pressure by way of their Congress people. Now, this is the bad thing for them, is that um, by doing that, what they've done is expose themselves as to the slime balls that they truly are. And you're going to see some in the next six months or so leading up to that election. Yeah, there's probably going to be a change from Republican to Democrat, um, but you're going to get rid of a lot of Republicans that are playing this ball game that is a very, very dangerous ball game. It's hard to tell who the good guys are with a program. <laughs> well, yeah, it really is. It, and I want to make it, it's Peter Schweitzer's book, Secret Empires, where the, he lists all this stuff. It, you know, it's not just me saying it, nor you saying it. Here's, it's right here with Peter Switzer, Schweitzer, um, in his book. And he, of course, he mentions Mitch McConnell. He's, he's a big player. Mitch McConnell's a big Chinese player. His, his wife, of course, is Chinese. And he's got billion dollar deals with the Chinese. I mean, these stinking politicians, they've just all sold their soul to Satan a long time ago. I, I think a lot of them are just vessels of Satan. They're just wicked. The Bible says the wicked go astray from the womb. They speak lies as soon as they be born. They're tares among the wheat. They're just, they're unredeemable devils. They're vessels of wrath, fitted, meaning prepared ahead of time for God's destruction. They're, they're men of old that were before of old ordained to this condemnation like the Bible talks about in Jude. So, and I'm not saying every single one, but I think the absolute vast majority of them to get to high level politics in America, you pretty much got to, you know, be in that category. The Chinese spoke on Friday. They spoke. Well, let, let's talk about the omnibus. Okay, we've talked, we've hit on it in both hours of this show. Your take on this. Well, why did Trump capitulate? I don't think he had any other alternative, but I think that, um, you know, as I know Trump, and I think, I think everybody else knows Trump, let's just wait and see how this plays out. Let's actually see where the money goes to. I think that's really going to be a, a big telling. Five hundred million to Planned Parenthood. Five hundred million, and then a lot to build a lot of other walls and a lot of other countries, but not our own. Now I understand what he's doing right now, is but that's different. That's separate from that, you know. Thing, and you know, the way I look at it, <laughs> this may be kind of odd, but I think he's got the funding to come into California with a hundred and first airborne and set up a new government and build a wall at the same time and tell all these people that are illegal nationals here to do us harm to either get out or they're going to be taken in. Well, we'll see if he does that because that would be very impressive if he did do that. But again, uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not holding my breath at this point regarding the actions I've seen him make particularly since the meeting with Feinstein on the second amendment. I think okay. he's got the fun to do that right now. Well, Paul, Hope he let's, does. let's go there. I want to lay out this scenario 
for a possible Trump. No one would be happier than me than if he started all of a sudden doing righteous things. And, and, and I would gladly say, listen, I am so glad. But all of the scolding I've given him up to this point, he richly deserves. He does. And I mean, not to say he's listening to me, but I'm going to keep putting out the, the truth as, as is very, very obviously apparent about this. And um, we'll, we'll see how it plays out takeover of california obviously it'd be martial law and then let's talk about how new california factors into all this well um there's there's a couple of you know organizations that are trying to create a new state and there's only one viable one and everybody recognizes that and that's new california um the other one's got great cheerleading and got you know great desire and the people involved in it are wonderful people that at the county levels for sure leadership is very questionable but the um, and and their desire to become a new state cannot be discounted at all that's it's jefferson and then i'm hoping these two will merge you know because they're going to be stronger obviously if they're united over the top desire strong desire uh, new california is the only one that's set up to, to be designed to govern itself govern itself and it's uh, continuing now on that road right now. There's 36 states that have joined, excuse me, counties of the 58 counties that have joined on to New California. We have another 12 that perhaps by the middle of next month will be on board. So that, you know, gee, when you start looking at that, uh, New California has active committees in 48 of the 58 counties. That's quite a big. Um, that's quite. That's big. That's huge, and uh, it's growing. Uh, now, not every county organization is 100% where it needs to be, and you know some are younger and, and more mature than others. Um, you know that sort of thing is happening. This is a people thing, but everybody's got 100% surety that this is going to happen. I mean, to talk to these people, they're over the top supportive. We're going to make it happen, and we're going to we're right now currently. And, and again, this may be a big reason why they're getting so aggressive about this border issue. They want to bring in, you know gads and scads more of illegal aliens and particularly terrorists and particularly middle eastern terrorists and ms-13 more gang members and more people that have been trained by the chinese in central america to come in here and kill the gringo kill the americans because that's going to be their main you know main group they're going after uh now if you're pro second amendment pro all these other things they're going to come after you it doesn't depend on your that's uh doesn't depend on your skin color but um, this this whole racial thing is not something I created. It's something they have created. They're the ones that have demonized the white race, not me. So I'm not going to apologize for what they're saying and what they say they're going to do. Uh, but it may be a reason because this new California is really building a lot of momentum and there's all these counties that are signed on that they're like, okay, something's got to give here. We got to get we got to get the show on the road now and and. So I, I think that's why this is all happening. And this is big news. We'll break it right here. I'm breaking it before. Well, we broke it on Friday. On, in the midst of all the uh, crying in our beer business about the bill, um, but we broke it. I'll break it here nationally again. Is that California, New California, um, is now actively forming its first government, and uh, we're we're setting up a um, a. Trilateral, tri, uh, you know, three government system, our judicial, uh, legislative, and executive, and uh, equal uh, equal power. We're also setting up a bicameral legislature. We have put out the call, and we're taking in names right now. There's selections going on in the counties for one senator and two assembly members, and that is all pulling together right now. So a new government for New California is being formed right now as we speak. God bless them and all their righteous efforts. Give me a time frame. Do you have any projected time frames? You know, the, the I, you know, it's, the, when I first came out, we came out and did the uh, Declaration of Independence. We said six to twelve to eighteen months, and then you know, a month later, we find out it's not that at all. It's more like you know, four, you know, four and six and you know, <laughs> eight. And now all of a sudden we're finding out it's like down to one where we really have to get our act together. So things are happening quickly. That's that's about the best estimate I can give you. I know that we're working overtime to get this done. Uh, we will have a government structure set in place this week um, 
we will have the, we will have the beginnings of the government. We're not ready to do anything, <laughs> and we have nothing we can do legally or technically. But we're getting people in places, and uh, we're going through that process. And we're going to also put together a reformed government for California because we anticipate that um, that when this happens, if this does happen, if it does happen, we we're just making contingency agreement arrangements. If this does happen, we have to form a reformed government for California as well. So we'll be um, putting together two governments, and we've already been in conversations with a lot of people uh, for this to happen. And it's not let like a, let, me, let me take a stab at this, okay? Because this is a lot to take in, so I want to break it down so our audience can follow it. And uh, we have to realize that uh, they're not privy to our conversations. But when we look at you're looking at well, first of all, let me ask you: this. How many total counties are there in California? Fifty-eight. And you've got 37 that are on board right now with New California, is that correct? 30, uh, 36, we got one that we could have taken in, but we had some issues. Uh, we got 36 and another 12 that we're in discussion with that want to come on board. So you, you have, forgive my math off the top of my head, but about 80% of the counties want right. away from Jerry Brown, Want right. away from George Soros and MS-13 and the Bank of China and the Mexican consulate and all, right. all these criminals Praise the Lord. that are breaking the law. And you're talking about two governments now, a reform government, which is not New California. So, in other words, if Trump comes in and arrests all these people like Mayor Schaff of Oakland, who's just out right. to lunch, I mean, she's in the twilight zone, and they arrest Jerry Brown. Uh, although I've been told he has two planes on standby to make his getaway. I've been told that now twice. And well, I let's bet you that pilots is. Yeah, but Trump is going to come in with his people, and he's going to take down these dissidents who are committing sedition and treason against the United States. And first there will be a reform government, and then the transition will be to create a 51st state and divide California into two. Is that how the... That's pretty much how it works. Um, uh-huh. You know, we're, uh, the way our working order is, though, is to put together uh, and, and act as if we're proceeding down the aisle um, of the Constitution, which is Article 4, Section 3, which requires us to work with the state legislature. So we're going down that pathway with our own government system. And uh, if there's a contingency that's needed, um, if you follow the model of what happened in West Virginia, and it's very, very clear people need to follow that. If you have any history at all about what happened with West Virginia, read it. 1861, it's, right? Yes, I'm telling you, uh, people read it because we are going through the same things they went through. It is just amazing um, when you when you read it or watch the videos. But our, our state is doing the same thing. It's just uh, it, you just have to put it in a modern era. It's the same stuff. People don't change over 200 and some years, you know. Anyway, um, so we have to be con- we have to make that contingency that we would actually have to set up a uh, new reformed California a reformed California government, which would mean it's, it's the ga- it's the government ne- it's the government in exile, so to speak. Not even exile; it's the government uh, to replace the old government. So it's a matter of Trump Trump's people saying to your people. We got so many people from the other side in jail. We need help administering the reform government, and that's where they would turn to you for help. Now, my understanding is martial law goes, and I could be completely off on this. Um, I mean, I've studied a bunch of it, but you know, this hasn't this has not happened uh, since the Civil War. Um, I mean, Eisenhower came in and did some things in the fifty with the fifties with illegal immigrants and stuff like that. But this is this is a, a big state, and Quite frankly, the U.S. military, um, I, I, have, I have heard this from every, there's, we have tens, hundreds of thousands, millions of veterans here in, Cal, in California. Uh, they will stand strong to the Constitution. And uh, everybody I've talked to will do the same thing. That You'll find that the vast majority of Californians, about 89%, <laughs> um, will stand strong with the Constitution. They won't let this stuff happen. We are Americans. So there we have that. I know that was a really long clip, but he had a lot of important stuff to say. And, and you know, there's just a lot that's going on right now. I, I'm going to go ahead and um, end it there, but I'm going to just go over a couple things. I actually have more material to cover, but I don't want to add another two hours on <laughs> to what we've already got. We're already over four or probably nipping at four. Um, 
more breaking news on this, and I'm I'm sure that this will be old news by the time you hear it. But again, it kind of we're looking at what what is CNN? What is the Communist News Network saying? Serious response looms over Trump advisors' first day, and, and again, they're they're focusing on John Bolton, the the big time war hawk that really wants us to get us into World War III, and it shows him laughing here. And it says, Bolton facing an immediate crisis that will highlight the biggest questions surrounding his appointment. Oh, he's loving this. I mean, this is exactly why they brought him in. Uh, U.S. is continuing to deny the uh, strike in Syria. Uh, Families found choked to death in apparent chemical attacks. So, who knows? This could be just, you know, an absolute total, you know, botched false flag where, you know, there wasn't even chemicals or, or... if it was, it was botched and they had to choke the people to death in order to get the desired effect because obviously they want to make sure they have women and children in that. Um, and then we have this that just came out. Airstrikes in Syria have commenced. Unconfirmed reports have started to come in that airstrikes in some of Bashar al-Assad's installations have been commencing. It's official. Syrian state TV confirms an attack on T4 air base in central Syria. There's a Twitter pic of it. Um, Syrian state television is claiming airbase and homes is the first to be targeted. Breaking. Local source confirms that a huge explosion took place in the perimeter of the city of Homs caused by aerial bombardment of Israeli air force to military locations. Now why why would you think, well, why would Israel well if they want if they want that land, if they want to get us into World War Three, if the synagogue of Satan does, then they may do this just independent of the of america just in order to ultimately get america into the war because this is very very important that we get into world war three so we've got all the stuff that they're talking about here now uh french american israelis have all been in contact with the white house today could be any of those three conducting the strikes at this point they're they're speculating trump and fresh French President Macron spoke on phone today and agreed to coordinate a strong joint response to Assad's latest chemical attack. White House says in brief statement released Sunday night. No further details. So basically they're saying they're going to attack him. And then Russia's going to respond and we're into World War III. It could be that simple. It's what they've been wanting all along. So you know, a lot to pray about. I mean, man, by the time you hear this, we may, we may already be in World War III. It may be a moot point. Or the very initial stages of it. This guy, at Kevin Barron, said, unsure what plane or missile or who conducted the stri- airstrikes, but there are three, three air forces expected to hit Syria. Israel, France, and USA. IFA jet or U.S. Tomahawk missile most likely... Uh, culprit at present I, I imagine that they're saying that that's the case then russia has not yet commented on the developments russia's warned it will strike against an american aggression towards assad although it did not mention retaliation against france or israel at this time of publishing america's denied launching any strikes pentagon officials said there's no truth in reports that u.s has launched an attack against assad well it may not be them it may be israel totally going in there and doing this and blaming america or, or hoping that america will be blamed it's, it's absolute insanity so a lot to pray about draw an eye into god and he'll draw an eye into you uh god bless you all god bless you all i'll, I'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer heavenly father we thank you for this day this time that you've given us lord uh i i don't know lord when i've seen things more dire <laughs> In all my years of ministry, potentially, uh, they, they, they could go in a very, very bad direction, Lord. You know this. You know the beginning from the end. None of this surprises you. I, maybe this is your will, Lord, because we know that we're going to have to eventually go into a World War III scenario, most likely to bring about the Antichrist and false prophet, which the Bible predicts, Lord. So, I pray your will be done, Lord. I do. I, I pray you bless your remnant. I pray you bless the body of Christ. I pray some way you would use these events that many would be saved as a result of these things, that people would would um, start focusing on the really important things, Lord God, drawing nigh to you, Lord, 
focusing in on you, praying, fasting about these issues, Lord God. I pray that you hide us from the secret counsel of the wicked and from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity who wet their tongue like a sword and bend their bows to shoot their arrows, even bitter words that they may shoot in secret at the perfect Lord. I do also pray, God, that you would deal with the wicked, God, that they would not prosper in wickedness, Lord God, that they would not be able to, if it be your will, to perpetrate and commence all this wickedness we have talked about today, God, whether it's what they're doing in Syria, whether it's the first taking away the First and Second Amendment, whether it's establishing like a cow exit um wicked beachhead god i just pray god you loose angels legions and legions of angels to in this regard lord god that they would intervene in these things in these situations god that you show us how we, we need to pray about these things and and or fast about these things i pray you forgive us for any and all sins that we've committed as we forgive those who have sinned against us and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart will be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer, and that you cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults that they would not have dominion over us, and that your name would be glorified through your remnant, through the body of Christ. And we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.